We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep breath. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Hi, I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs Step, Step Back, Back Podcast. Waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey. Double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Bad court nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his picture on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. Was no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing up was no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. Uh, I know I'm a little late uh, as far as getting to that Mavs Blazers recap, but, you know, better late than never. The the Mavs, they're off until uh, Monday when they take on the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, so we did have a little bit of extra time than what we normally do. So lots to talk about, uh, not just from that Mavs Blazers game specifically, but you know what happened with Kyrie Irving and his injury. You know whether uh, blaming Dwight Powell is rational or not. Uh, I, I mean, look, it's it's definitely his fault, but it's not something he intended to do. We'll get into all that. Um, looking at the Mavs' other injury concerns aside from Kyrie, uh, you know, because it's not just Kyrie. The Mavs have several injuries you know, piling up right now, but hey, it's uh, it's the NBA. It's a battle of attrition, 82-game season. You know, you have to get the wins where you can. So even though the win over the Portland Trailblazers, which ended up being 125-112 to final score, it wasn't pretty. You know, it wasn't as dominant as the Mavs would have hoped. Uh, you know, everybody wanted a repeat performance of that 50-point 
blowout over the Jazz that happened a few days before. Didn't happen that way, but a win is a win. And the Mavs are now uh, 13 and 8, and they sit at third in the Western Conference standings. Um, some other quick news before we really jump into that Mavs Blazers game is uh, the in season tournament. The first in season tournament in the NBA history uh, is complete. The Los Angeles Lakers won it. LeBron James won uh, the tournament MVP. Uh, it's weird, you know, the the Lakers seem to uh, really push the pedal to the metal. They, re- they really take it up a few levels when uh, they're playing in a non-traditional postseason environment. So, you know, shout out to the Lakers. I'm not going to, you know, uh, rain on their parade any, but, you know, it, <laughs> it was just kind of funny to watch you know, LeBron and all those other guys, Anthony Davis and uh, all of them get so excited over the in-season tournament thing, which, look, they get an extra $500,000. I don't care how rich they are. You know, that's a good chunk of change. And the guys off the bench, you know, Christian Wood, former Maverick, uh, you know, he had to sign for a veteran minimum deal over the offseason. So that's an extra five hundred k in his pocket. You know, so, I mean, I get it from a money standpoint, you know, go <laughs> go get your extra money however you need to. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, that's it for the in-season tournament. You know, we'll see how the Mavs do in it starting next year. Overall, I mean, I like the idea. It gives some extra meaning to some regular season games that otherwise wouldn't have the extra meaning. Uh, you know, there are more people engaged, in my opinion, in these early season games. You know, people – that I talk to in my daily life outside of Mavs stuff, believe it or not, I do have a life outside of Mavs basketball. Uh, But, you know, even people I don't talk about Mavs stuff with or NBA stuff with, you know, they have talked to me about, oh, well, what's this uh, tournament the NBA is doing uh, during the year? So it has peaked interest, you know, with people who normally wouldn't be engaged. So I think it's off to a good start. We'll see how it goes going forward. But, you know, overall, it just it doesn't mean much as far as like, you know, building momentum toward an actual playoff run or something because it's so far away from it. So, you know, but anyway, shout out to the Lakers and all those Lakers fans that made the uh, made the trip to Vegas or live in Vegas uh, to see it. So Adam Silver, if you're listening, uh, just don't do the courts the same way. <laughs> it's OK to be a little more colorful and have a little more creativity and design have a different look to it but man some of those courts were atrocious and uh you know another thing this in-season tournament thing taught me is that uh, and i put this on twitter the other day but this told me that the the league has no issues putting a a silhouette or a, a logo of the court at center court uh so they need to bring back the larry o'brien trophy for the nba finals they they gotta do it I mean, I don't care if they do anything else. I don't care if they bring back the cursive letter finals, you know, that they put on the corners of the court. Whatever. You got to bring back the trophy, in my opinion. I mean, they don't have to change anything else. Take the same exact court, put that trophy on it, and you're golden. So, come on, Adam Silver. I believe in you. So, again, the Mavs got the win on Friday night. Beat the Portland Trailblazers 125 to 112 they're now 13 and 8 uh luca he had a pretty big night 32 points six rebounds 10 assists 
uh, also had a steal and a block, but he did not shoot the ball well. You know, after two straight games of just being magnificent since having, uh, you know, welcoming his daughter into the world and then also wearing a headband, you know, that, that was the thing with the last game, the headband Luca. Uh, some of that magic kind of wore off because he was only 11 of 28 from the field, uh, only 3 of 14 from 3. Did hit 7 of his 8 free throws, though, uh, and he did have 5 turnovers, but he was a plus 13 on the night. So, you know, Luca continues to do his thing. I believe the over-under on his points, and, and by the way, if y'all listen to that other pod, you know, it's, it's kind of rare that I hit on every single one of my, <laughs> my betting picks. Uh, for the sleeper app, uh, I'm not going to plug that on this one because it's not time to do that. But y- you know what I'm talking about if you listen to it. But uh, I hit on all four of the uh, the over unders for that last game. Let's see, it was Luca, 31.5 points. I took the over. He got 32 points. Uh, Derek Lively over for points was 8.5, and rebounds was 8.5. I took the over on both. He had 10 points and nine rebounds. <laughs> and then uh, Kyrie Irving turnovers uh, was 1.5. And I took the under on that one. And uh, he ended up with just one turnover. And obviously he had to leave the game early. So that's kind of skewed a little bit. But still, <laughs> four for four on that on those last picks. So let's see if we can keep some positive momentum going into, uh, into that Grizzlies game tomorrow night. Uh, but yeah, 32 points from Luca. Uh, he had, you know, all five starters scored in double digits. Uh, Dante Exum stepped in when uh, Kyrie went down. And for those who don't know already, I'm sure you do because I'm like a day late posting this pod. I'm sure, you know, y'all have read and heard a lot of the stuff. We have, we've had a ton of coverage on this on DallasBasketball.com. But during the second quarter of that game against the Blazers, Kyrie got fouled and he fell to the ground. Well, Dwight Powell went up for a tip rebound. He was he was trying to tip the ball back out to the y- y'all know what I'm talking about the volleyball tip that everybody hates uh, from Dwight Powell. He went up and attempted to do that. His feet got took out from under him by uh, Kyrie's head and shoulder while he was sitting on the ground, and the full weight of Dwight Powell just collapsed, just dead dropped onto Kyrie's foot. It was uh, it was disturbing. It, it looked really bad. You know, I I was hoping for the best, but I was honestly expecting the worst. Uh, it looked like something that could potentially be a season-ending type of thing for Kyrie, especially since he initially didn't put any weight on it getting up. You know, he did eventually walk out under his own power. He 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 did something that uh, you know, his mentor Kobe Bryant did when he tore his ACL not ACL, his Achilles tendon, uh, you know, that one time he, he went back to the free throw line after he tore it and he hit both free throws and then he left the game. And that's what Kyrie did. Uh, but luckily Kyrie avoided anything major like that. The Mavs avoided disaster and it's reported that it's just a heel contusion. Uh, so, uh, just a heel contusion for Kyrie. Uh, the, the typical, uh, the typical time for, you know, waiting on that, according to our guy Jeff Stotts. And I I talked to him uh, for DallasBasketball.com earlier uh, today, and I wrote about it, posted it. Uh, he's one of our 
DallasBasketball.com consultants. He's a certified athletic trainer. He's the owner of InStreetClothes.com. You can find him on Twitter, InStreetClothes. But Jeff Stotts, really smart dude. He's seen all of this kind of stuff over the years. Uh, and he said that, you know, for a typical heel contusion, you know, it's, you know, around two games you miss. But uh, this is the exact quote that I got from, from Jeff's, Jeff Stotts when I talked to him. He said, the term heel contusion is a bit vague and could be a maraud of things. Uh, he said, the, the fact that we have heard Kyrie is in significant pain, that came from a, a report from ESPN's Tim McMahon. <laughs> McMahon, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's some of that uh, Southern Mississippi coming out in me. Uh, he said, the fact that we have heard Kyrie is in significant pain makes me think it will be longer than the average time associated with general heel contusions. Worst case scenario would be a significant bone injury, but that doesn't seem to be happening here. Uh, so, you know, I, and then Kyrie tweeted out that he was feeling better and he'll be fine and all that stuff. So all in all, Mavs avoided disaster. A lot of people online were mad at Dwight Powell, and I get that. You know, I, I thought it was an unnecessary attempt at a tip-out rebound as well. It was reckless. He shouldn't have done it. But, you know, I also don't think he figured it would end up – I don't think he thought his legs were going to end up being, you know, taken out from under him either. It was just kind of a freak deal. Uh, so, you know, it, it is what it is. People are going to be mad at Dwight Powell either way. I mean, there is there is some reason for that. I mean, <laughs> it's not completely blameless. But, you know, I, I don't think there's anything that, that you can do about that. So, you know, we, we move on. It's the next man up mentality. And Dante Exum was that next man up for the Mavs in a huge way. 33 minutes as a starter. It's his second game starting uh, for the Mavs. And he had 23 points on 9 of 15 from the field. He shot 2 of 2 from 3, hit 3 of 4 free throws. He had 6 rebounds and 7 assists. 7 assists and only 1 turnover in 33 minutes. That is Big-time stuff from Dante Exum. Uh, and, you know, uh, Dante Exum, he played Simons extremely hard throughout the game. Now, Simons got buckets on, on Exum. He ended up with 30 points. He shot 10 of 21 from the field. Uh, also had eight assists, five rebounds. So, Simons had a good game. He had a good offensive game. Uh, Shaden Sharp had a good game as well with 24 points. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, but, you know, after the game, Exum spoke about it, and he was like, that's what I'm trying to do. He said, I, I know he's giving me tough buckets, but the idea is to be physical and to just grind throughout the first three quarters. And then hopefully when you get to the fourth quarter, you know, they're tired and they run out of gas. And that's kind of what happened, you know. Uh, now the Mavs did a good job uh, doubling Simons toward the end of the game. But even when he did get the ball and tried to do stuff, you know, he, he started missing some shots that he hadn't missed earlier in the game. So uh, good stuff from Dante Exum. And like I said, all five starters – uh, scored in double figures. Luca had 32. Exum had 23. And then you had uh, Derek Jones Jr., who continues to be great uh, off of that veteran minimum one-year signing over the offseason. 14 points was a plus 21 on the night, which was the team best. Uh, shot 6 of 12 overall and had eight rebounds and two steals and two blocks. <laughs> so uh, Derek Jones Jr. continues to give you a little bit of everything. Uh, Derek Lively, again, he had uh, 10 points, 9 rebounds, hit his over on both of those categories, also had two assists, two blocks, and a steal while shooting five of six from the field. So uh, Lively continues to you know, have a very, very solid breakout rookie season. Very excited for the future uh, for Derek Lively. Now, Tim Hardaway Jr., he provided a big spark off the bench again as he normally does, had 20 points, was a plus 15, uh, and shot 7 of 12. He was efficient on this night. You know, it's kind of hit or miss with THJ with his efficiency. Uh, it was hit in Portland because 7 of 12, uh, hit four of his nine threes in 37 minutes, also grabbed four rebounds, and he was a, a big spark off the bench. Seth Curry uh, didn't have a huge offensive night, only 2 of 5 overall. Uh two of four from three, and he had just seven points, but he was a plus 14 in his 18 minutes, and he had a huge four-point play uh, in the second half of that game. So Seth Curry, he has kind of, you know, uh, after starting off bad this season with his shooting-wise, I think he's gotten up to – let me go to his page real quick. Bear with me. Okay, so after starting off shooting absurdly bad by his standards, like at one point I think he was in the teens uh, shooting from three, he has now raised that up to 38.5%. And again, this is a guy that's a 43% career three-point shooter. He shot a career-high 45% the last time he was in Dallas playing with Luka. I expect that to continue to go up. So if Seth keeps getting minutes, you know, I think that's going to – that's going to continue to uh, skyrocket for him. So good things coming there. Uh, let's see. What else we have on the docket here? Okay, so apparently during that game, during the uh, the Mavs-Blazers game, Blazers TV, their broadcast, uh, apparently put out a false report that Kyrie had left the arena in a wheelchair. Uh, after having his injury, which obviously set social media on fire, Mavs fans everywhere freaking out. Uh, that was not the case. Uh, Jason Kidd shot it down in post-game presser. Uh, 
Tim Hardaway Jr. said Kyrie was waiting on them uh, on the team when they got back to the locker room uh, and, you know, was in good spirits and everything. So I don't know. I don't know what that was, but, you know, Blazers TV just dropped the ball on that. Uh, there's also a trade rumor, or well, it's, a, it's just a rumor in general. It's, a, it's really a report from Hoops Hypes, Michael Scotto, uh, that the Mavs' trade interest in Clint Capella has faded. Uh, that's kind of, you know, kind of a given because obviously the way Lively has shot up uh, and kind of solidified that starting center position, the need for Capella, I mean, do you really want to pay a guy $20 million to be your backup center? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think, you know, the Mavs need to focus more on uh, adding a wing if it's going to be for that type of price. So Capella would be great as a backup center. He'd be better than what the Mavs currently have at backup center. But, you know, I don't know, A, if he would be willing to take a back seat to a 19-year-old rookie. And, B, even if he did, again, you're paying $20 million for a backup center. So it is what it is there. Um, let's see here. All right, so – I mentioned earlier about, you know, Kyrie not being the only injury concern for the Mavs right now. I mean, obviously that's a big one, but, you know, there's a lot of options for for the Mavs, at least for guards. Like, you know, you got Jaden Hardy you can throw in there, and, you know, we've seen what he can do when he gets a good amount of minutes. Now, obviously he hasn't shown it this year. It's been kind of a down sophomore year season for Hardy, but we saw last season what he could do when he gets a lot of opportunities. So, you know, uh, it, it's a big, big hit for the Mavs to lose Kyrie. I'm not saying it's not, but, you know, they're starting to really pile up other injuries too. The, the What made the Kyrie thing so bad is what the injury report already looked like for them. You know, Grant Williams, he's about to miss his uh, – I believe his third game in a row with a, a knee issue. It's like a bone bruise uh, in his knee. So he's about to miss his third straight game. Josh Green is about to miss. Uh, I don't even, I think this is his third or fourth game. Uh, he's going to miss with his elbow sprain. And then you've got Maxi Kleba, who has only played five games this season. He's about to miss his 17th game of the season. He's not played, he's already been ruled out. Uh, for Monday in Memphis. So has Josh Green. So has uh, Grant Williams and Kyrie Irving. But Kleba, he he had a dislocated pinky toe, and he has been out for what will be 17 games come Monday. Like, I don't know. That's kind of – I mean, look, I've – I mean, I, I have dislocated a toe before, and it sucks. Uh, but, you know, I'm also not an NBA – caliber athlete either it just makes you wonder you know uh, if it's if it's just a toe dislocation like uh i don't know i don't know what's going on with that uh with maxi it just seems like for that specific injury it's taken a whole lot longer than uh you know than, than what it should be but maybe i should circle back to our guy jeff stotts and see what he has to say about it because I don't know. I mean, I, if they if they said it was broken, broken, severed, you know, <laughs> anything like that, 
you know, I, I would think, okay, well, you know, it's he's gonna he's gonna be out for a pretty long time. But just for a dislocation, I mean, you'd think after 17 games missed that, uh, you know, he, he'd be getting close to coming back. So we'll see. I mean, the Mavs, again, they, they still need an upgrade at their backup center position. But, man, it would sure help out if they got Kleba back at some point. And, uh, you know, the this Grizzlies game, even with all the injuries, the Mavs should win. They should have won the first time, but Luka missed – that game due to the the birth of his daughter, which was completely reasonable. Understand that. Mavs should have won the game anyway, and they didn't. Uh, but now Luka's back and Kyrie's out. And uh, the Grizzlies are surprisingly really bad at home. Like, they're almost 500 on the road, and then they're 1-8 and eight at home at FedEx Forum. So, really weird. So, And the Mavs already won in Memphis earlier uh, this season. So we'll see if they can pull off the win and make it three wins in a row going into Tuesday's second night of a back-to-back against the in-season tournament champions, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, which is always a fun, a fun game. You know, uh, the last time they played, uh, it seemed like it was trending toward a Mavs blowout. And it did uh, up until the fourth quarter when the Lakers went on a huge run and they took the lead late, Kyrie hit a late three to give the Mavs the lead and they ended up winning 104 to 101. Uh, but, you know, I think one of the big reasons the Lakers were able, able to make that comeback is because Derek Lively got injured uh, in that game. So it was like early in the third quarter. So uh, Lively will be healthy for this one, knock on wood, you know, depending on how things go in the Memphis game. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just have a good feeling about these next two games. I feel like uh, feel like the Mavs could be riding a, a four-game win streak going into the next game after the Lakers game, which is the top team in the West, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, uh, you know, I, I think I think there's some some positive momentum happening for the Mavs despite all of the injury stuff, but this is what this is what makes you into a good team. You know, you have to go through the ups and downs of an NBA season. You have to have some adversity. You have to overcome that adversity. It's what made the 2011 team so special. Now, I'm not saying this is that team. I'm just saying, you know, it's part of it. It's part of the journey. It's part of what makes you who you are uh, by the end of the year. So we'll see how the Mavs handle it, and uh, we'll see if they can, you know, get these next two wins, at least one more win, make it three in a row, and then we'll see what happens against the Lakers and the Timberwolves. Uh, guys, look, before we head off here, if you do listen to this before, let's see. So today's Sunday. It's December 10th. Uh, at the time of me recording this right now, it is 4.37 p.m. Uh, the Cowboys don't play for another three hours, but they have a huge game, huge game, nine and three Cowboys, 10 and 2 Philadelphia Eagles in Dallas. Huge, huge game. Huge game. The the Cowboys should have beaten the Eagles the last time they played them. Uh, I'm going to go out. I, I don't ever do this, but I'm doing it now. And I hope it ages well. If it doesn't, somebody is going to post this clip. I, I know it. So it's going to show up on Twitter or something. And maybe Stephen A ends up making fun of me <laughs> or something like that. But. I'm calling it now. The Cowboys are going to win this game against the Philadelphia Eagles. 
I think it's time. I think they, you know, given how the last one went, uh, I feel like playing at home, Dak Prescott, uh, playing at an MVP level, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game against the Eagles. And I really don't think it's going to be that close. So we'll see how it goes. This might age like, you know, spoiled milk, but we'll we'll see how it goes. So, guys, I appreciate y'all tuning in and listening to me ramble for a while. As always, uh, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Please hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We are like 120 subscriptions away from reaching 15,000. Uh, which, you know, that, that's been my goal for about a month now. I was hoping we could hit that by the end of the year, and we still have three more weeks, so I think it's doable. But just hit that subscribe button if you're watching. I appreciate you as always. Uh, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your other fo- favorite podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts and leave a review uh, for a chance to win future giveaways. Just put your social media at, and, uh, you know, that'll give you – uh, that'll throw your name in the hat to win ticket giveaways, shirt giveaways, all that kind of stuff. So, guys, I appreciate it. Y'all go check out DallasBasketball.com. We'll see you next time. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.